And yes. and uh, and Rand was wearing the uh, the ear muff things yep. while he was uh, like I do on my tractor, yep. which I wish I'd have done when I was a kid. Although everybody would have made fun of me back then. Um, but I uh, wear them on the tractor. He wore he, so he couldn't hear anything. So he gets off his riding lawnmower. He's done. Guy just running across the yard, blindsides him. Yep. You know, spears him like a uh, oh like an NFL hit. Oh my god! Didn't see him coming. Didn't hear him coming at all. That's... And that's what uh, put him in the position he's in. He could really severely injure someone doing well, that. He and did. he did. Over a lawn dispute. Yes. I told you. See, I know these things. <laughs> I didn't know anybody I've lived could... among these people. I, I know any... it triggers them. Oh, my God. Lighten the F up. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. The holidays are definitely here. I was at Costco yesterday. And Not you... ready. Usually I can get through the food sample, uh, free sample lines, you know, four or five times, but I was only able to go through maybe once, maybe twice. And so, you know, it's packed in there. <laughs> so you're the victim here. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. There uh, is positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Oh, doing very well. Uh, I have been very interested in a story that's kind of been uh, going back and forth the last five, six days, uh, a little bit longer than actually. Nielsen is trying to figure out exactly how many people watch Netflix shows. Uh, Netflix is very secretive with their data. It's a big uh, point of contention among uh, others who are making TV for uh, networks that have to play the ratings game because nobody knows how popular these Netflix shows actually are. Uh, Nielsen came out with their first actual official numbers for the Stranger Things show, which debuted last Friday, and they said 15.8 million Americans watched the first episode by the third day of its release. Wow, that's a lot of people. It puts it in the ranks of Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, and even kind of World Series wow. numbers in terms sure. of ratings. Uh, Netflix has come out and said, whoa, 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 that's not even close. They're You're, saying it's more than that? Yeah, because uh, according to the way they're doing it, uh, it doesn't count uh, streams to tablets or laptops or, like, smartphones. Wow, that's crazy. Um, and, yeah, yeah, so it, it, it's still unknown. Netflix it's, is still playing it close to the chest, but I like the fact that Nielsen's trying to get in there yeah. and at least trying to figure it out. It's so complicated because um, for a lot of your TV shows, the whole point is that you see the advertisements. So mm-hmm. if you don't see the advertisements, the, the advertisers don't care. How the many ratings are... don't exist, so you can find out what's most popular. They exist for the purpose of selling ads. At the same time, from a making content people want standpoint, Standpoint. It'd be nice to know if you have the most watched television show in America, because that's what people love so much. Right. There ought to be somebody keeping track of that. But as a grammar national socialist, I must step in. Sean, the expression is close to the vest, because any gentleman playing cards will wear a vest. <laughs> <laughs> a vest. Uh, there's Marsha Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marsha? I'll tell you, I'm doing well. I turned a corner. It's been almost two weeks since the surgery on my Armstrong and Getty show sports-related injuries. And I, am, and I am pleased to report my pain level is down to about a two today. Oh, good man. Nice. Glad to hear it. Yep. Soon I'm going to be able to start retraining for my now 2018 New Year's resolution of doing 10 push-ups in a row. And not by the end of the year, by the end of May. This okay. I vow. Oh, wow, fantastic. My. Oh, my. Um, where do you think you hang around on a 1 to 10 pain scale just on your daily life before any injuries? I figure I'm like a 2 just on a regular day. 2 or 3? Well, it depends <laughs> on what... depends on the, the parametric <laughs> pressure on us, right? Right. It depends on what crops up during the course of the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. If I have to bend over and pick my keys, I'm at a 3. <laughs> um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is a Tuesday, November 7th. 
the year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. What if I had one of those grabby things, those, like, extender grabby things? Nobody would I mock you. I wore it on my hip like a gun. <laughs> Nobody would mock you at all. <laughs> It'd be f- kind of cool in a way, right? No? At <laughs> my age? All right, let's Tell begin the show. Something, you pull out the little... I'm oh, the- I got it. I got it. Like the guy in the park picking up trash. You just exactly. pick up your keys or whatever. Exactly. Just flip them into my hand and pocket them, put my gun back in its holster, as it were. <laughs> if you're going to do that, I think then you got to get the uh, super long shoehorn. So you're slipping into your shoes standing up. <laughs> I just I just want a valet. I want somebody to put my shoes on for me. All right, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Shoe boy, begin the show at Mark. I... I'm no hero. I I am not. I think my God, my Lord, protected me and gave me the skills to do what needed to be done. And I just wish I could have gotten there faster. But I didn't know. I didn't know what was happening. That's the neighbor who, thank God, had a gun. Or who knows how many people would have died. Yeah, a good man and a decent man trying to deal with an impossible situation, oh, yeah. too. Yeah, that's all I heard in his R- voice. Ran out there in his bare feet, shooting at the dude from yep. behind the car, then jumped in a car and chased after him. Yep. Right. That is right. something right there. Uh, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Uh, turns out a military mistake helped arm the Texas gunman. Trump to North Korea, let's make deal. And Weinstein's army of spies. Stories coming up 635, Armstrong and Giddy. Yeah, the wine scene story. What? What a crazy person. Astonishing. We're actually going to go big on that one. We have to figure out how to handle it exactly in terms of you doing the story of partially Marsh, but we'll figure it out. Is NYPD still looking at uh, charging him with rape? Yep. So he could actually go to jail as a rapist. I tell you what, this story, and, and Marshall's referred to it, is going to pull the sheet back on a lot of really bad people. Really bad people. There were lives being destroyed, frauds perpetrated, just people being ruined intentionally just to cover his rapes. So he could keep doing it. Right, exactly. And by people you know and institutions you know, they're getting paid and and going ahead and ruining little people's lives, women's lives, because they committed the sin of being molested or or raped by Harvey Weinstein. It turns out he's worse than we even thought he was. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. It's it's considerably cheerier than that discussion. Good. Glad to hear that. Oh, it explains the early onset Christmas season syndrome. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, yes. The, the, you, the origin will shock you. Tried to remove my own stitches last night. Did not go well. Urgh. Maybe I'll tell you that story. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned oh. to the Armstrong Ow. and Getty Show. Just one rose and knows your name. Again, we have way too much stuff for a four-hour show. It would just make sense if we either start at 4 or 5 in the morning or go to 11 or noon. Wow. Because we have let's, too much stuff. Let's talk about that plan off the air. Because we have more stuff than will fit into a four-hour show. Yeah. The Saudi family thing. We're going to talk to somebody about that. 
Saudi Arabia, one of the major players in the world, certainly uh, one of the major players in the, in the Middle East, says more or less Iran has declared war on them. They're the most unstable they've ever been in the history of the country. They're armed to the teeth with stuff we sold them. Got a 32-year-old crown prince attempting to consolidate power by force. Yeah, it's wild. And you add uh, the Saudis' financing of Wahhabi Islam around the world, and that's the nasty Middle Ages throwback ugly kind. Um, yeah, they're they're a huge source of what happens. <clears throat> Excuse me. What happens in the world. So I'm going to be talking to one of our favorite guests. We haven't talked to him for a while during the 8 o'clock hour. Faisal al-Istrabadi. Yeah, he helped write the Iraqi Constitution. Did you hear that Jared had gone over and talked to that guy that is now the sole leader of Saudi Arabia in October? No. Staying up till four in the morning having conversations. They're both about the same age, Jared Kushner and this dude. They're in their early 30s. So apparently, you know, Trump's on board with this whole thing. Mm. And uh, they're friends, which is good. We want to be friends with that country. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So I wonder if they were discussing it then. I heard it's the equivalent of if, if you woke up in the morning and Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, and the heads of all the major networks and newspapers were arrested. That's mm. what happened in Saudi Finally, Arabia. Finally, that would be my reaction. <laughs> huh? Mailbag. So we'll talk to an expert about that during the 8 o'clock hour. The, the, the real sins of Harvey Weinstein and the people who worked for, for him in the 7 o'clock hour, it's, it's going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your hair back. Wow. S- stay tuned, won't you? Knock your socks off. Yeah, you know... Got a good chatty checkout theater. I'm not sure we're going to get to it. Maybe a little bit uh, later on during this holiest of seasons. The shopping season. The origins of the extra long Christmas season. Sean writes from beautiful Citrus Heights, California. Everyone I know hates when Christmas ads and store decorations go up well before Thanksgiving. You could jump in and say, yeah, I do. I sure do. Thank you, Sean. A Facebook post I find I s- it natural and normal for people to cough now and then. A Facebook post I saw today seemed to have a pretty good explanation of why it happens and familiar, comfortable place to set the blame. Our protracted Christmas season started in WW2 when the long delays in shipping to Europe meant that folks at home needed to send gifts before Thanksgiving if they were to arrive with their GIs before the holiday. In time for the holiday, retailers extended their advertising period. Once the war was over, the habits and the money were entrenched. In light of learning this bit of history, I offer a suggestion. The next time you're cranky at the early appearance of Christmas in America, place the blame where it obviously belongs on Hitler. But nobody wants it. Do you know a single human that's not selling stuff who's happy that Christmas starts so early? Well, no, nobody does want it. But there are a lot of things that Hitler did that nobody wanted. Wow. Wow, Larry David. W-I-D-B-H. When in doubt, blame Hitler. That's Sean. Thank you for the history lesson, Sean. Nazi German. It makes Christmas... That may be 100% accurate. Right, or completely made up. Or completely false. (laughs) It makes Christmas less special and less fun. Yes, it does. To be hearing Christmas music and, 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 and thinking about Christmas stuff a month before Thanksgiving. Well, and because it's so obviously crass commercialism. Right. Nobody's just dying to break out Christmas music and decorations because, you know, they love Jesus so much or they remember their childhood memories so much or their family or whatever in October. I mean, it's just, it's obvious what it is. Thanks, Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I'm not a fan of Hitler. Yeah, it's too serious. I don't want to do that. Oh, a new theory on the Rand Paul episode. During the 7 o'clock, which we will settle for ye uh, with Marshall Phillips at 735. Yeah. You'll know the truth, the ugly, shocking truth. I'm a $20 bill lighter. During the 7 o'clock hour Monday show, Jack flabbergasted that a sitting senator could get beat half to death and keep it quiet. Earlier in that same hour, y'all were talking about cultural contagions. Given that Senator Paul has been shot at this year already, maybe he's also read Malcolm Gladwell's book and is applying the lessons therein. It's said that he's embarrassed over the whole thing. Mm, I could believe that. Although I like your theory, Forrest. K-I-T-C-W-M, keep infecting the culture with mirth, Forrest. Yeah, you would think that would rattle a guy. So he's at the uh, the, the baseball practice early in the year and uh, avoids being shot to death by a crazy person. Then mowing his lawn, he's blindsided by a different crazy person who puts him in the hospital. Mm-hmm. That would rattle you. Yes, it would. Uh, Tom writes uh, on the topic, the theory of cultural contagions. Hijacking a passenger jet and flying it to Cuba or wherever was a common occurrence in the 60s and early 70s. And then it stopped. Partly had to do with airport security, but only partly. You didn't have to be great at getting, you know, a weapon through security in 1973. Uh, This is a really interesting perspective. Maybe we'll get to it in a a minute. On the topic of bin Laden's porn, uh, tapes, etc., Jared in Missouri, we already have a national show, writes, Last week you did a story on Bin Laden's porn collection. We did, and the absurdity of not releasing the titles. The CIA is keeping it secret under an obscure provision that hides operational uh, information. And this is clearly not operational. It's a ridiculous claim. Why does everybody want to know so badly? Just curi- just uh, this funny curiosity? Well, yes, that is is reason number one, counting up in importance. Reason number two is, I think it'd be useful to discredit the great uh, devout Muslim, honestly. So we're... The fact that he's a porn fiend. And three, most importantly, the government doesn't get to keep secrets from us unless there's a legitimate reason. So we counted up in importance. Yes. One was the least important. Correct. Three was the most important. That's right, in ascending order. <laughs> so Is that like Burns? So the fourth, right. So then the fourth degree. But not like murder or DEFCON. So the fourth degree assault could be yes. the least or the worst. Very serious. It's a very serious charge, Jack. We don't know. Or it's akin to tweaking someone's nose and annoying them. It's just like if we're being attacked by Russia, we go to DEFCON 1 or DEFCON 4. I never can remember which. I finally got that one memorized. It's like... Murder, not burns. So DEFCON 1 is the most serious. That's right. But assault, fourth degree assault, is worse than third degree? No idea. Okay. And the journalists who wrote those stories had no idea. But they're so dumb or inexperienced or whatever, they don't include it in the article, and they never ask. They never think to ask. Well, I they took just it, write it. I took it from the way the sentence was phrased that it was minor, but I suppose they could be wrong. It's only charged with fourth degree that uh, uh, misdemeanor assault would lead me to believe that that's a minor thing. So, But Rand broke five ribs. I broke six ribs. So you win, Arnold. Which makes it seem like it ought to be felony attempted murder, perhaps. Or at least assault and battery, yeah. lying in wait, uh, you know, uh, tackling after the whistle, something. So when, when attempting to find the answer, what are the different degrees of assault, this defense attorney says that they're categorized into three separate tiers. 
first, second, third, third being the most mild. So fourth would be even below. Like it's so it's mild, like a paper cut. This guy doesn't even list it on his Yahoo Answers. Well, it's probably a state law, so I don't, I don't know. But that's the way I took the story originally. They've got to change that charge. I think they probably oh. will. At any rate, back to Jared's note about Bin Laden's porn. Uh, I've been waiting with bated breath for you guys to speculate on that in the typical A&G fashion. Debbie does Dubai, the camel diaries, two humps and a grind, goats gone wild, etc. Two humps and a grind. (laughs) Jared, that's beautiful, brother. On another note, every parent in the world knows that tapes are toddlers proof, and DVDs are certainly not. Debbie does Dubai. That's pretty funny. (laughs) That is pretty good. You know, Jared, maybe you and I can get together someday, tip a couple of drinks and come up with some of those. Um, I'm tempted, believe me. Let's see. That's long and that's long. Um, hang on a second. I gotta, I gotta end with a short one. Um, you gotta end with a showstopper. Um, this one's about the shooting. I don't want to talk about no, the that's, shooting. That's not good. Yeah. All right. Here's here's something uh, kind of thought provoking. Anonymous uh, friend of Armstrong and Getty in law enforcement. I'm a patrol supervisor for a large West Coast law enforcement agency writing on the topic. Everyone tries to make the crime victims feel better. You, 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 the first officer who responded to the terroristic threats made by this crazy person who terrorized your children. um, The first cop would just try to emphasize to you the tragedy of homelessness. Although we don't have enough facilities. Right. Exactly. Um, In hours after the, the crime had been committed. Um, I deal with complaints against officers regularly. The most common complaint I get is that the officer did not show enough empathy. I get this complaint much more than people complaining the officer did not do what the person wanted. In our current society, most people are more concerned with how they feel after a law enforcement encounter than what actually happened. Jack needs to remember he's a minority in this state. For many victims of crime, allowing them to virtue signal and forgive or understand the suspect due to a socially acceptable reason, like the suspect is a, quote, victim of homelessness, allows the victim to feel better. In most areas, crimes of the type Jack experienced would be prosecuted due to the reasons you've discussed multiple times on the show. Officers are well aware of this, and often the best they can hope for is leaving the victim. I think he means they would not be. He left out the word, but officers are well aware of this. Often the best they can hope for is leaving the victim feeling a little better about what happened. I'm sorry the first officer Jack encountered misread Jack and his desires for outcome. I'm glad the second officer was able to give Jack what he needed and focus on the action needed. So the theory is the officer was guessing that I would feel better if I heard that uh, police are really concerned we don't have enough facilities for people who are alcoholics, because that's what he said. Right, because wow. it's really sad, isn't it, the way these people are downtrodden by society? Because he guessed, judging by the, the communist, communist enclave that you live somewhat near, that that would be your attitude. Wow. I don't know if I believe that or not, or if I think that's just the way he feels about the world. That's That would be my guess. That's just what he thinks about the world. That's the way he looks at the situation. He was more concerned about the homeless guy than my family. The overall the overall goal really is to allow the victim to go on with their life while minimizing the impact the crime had on their lives. For a large number of people, blaming homeless helps them move on. Homelessness helps them move on from the incident and actually is the best thing we can offer them. Um, interesting. Yeah, if you run into uh, if you run into people when you've got a problem, medical, law enforcement, or whatever, and they don't seem like they care, it's bothering to you. And it'd be so easy for you to, in medicine or law enforcement or uh, you're the, the help desk at Target or whatever it is, 
Just a little bit of feeling like you give a crap about the person's problem will do you so much good. I don't know why you wouldn't do it. Yeah, I think it's it's incumbent upon you in whatever yeah. position you're in. Anyway, we got Marshall's news coming up and so much good stuff to get into. So what was the Rand Paul dispute about? Joe's got all the Harvey Weinstein details. Which the are... Rand Paul details will shock you. Oh, yeah. And I lost $20. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I see you Let's get the news now. Marsha Phillips, what's uh, happening in the world? Well, the Air Force is admitting a big mistake, saying the Texas church shooter's name had never been put into the FBI's National Criminal Information Center, their database, after he got court-martialed for domestic violence. And how often do you wonder, is that the case that they do that? They're calling it an administrative uh, error at this point. They're investigating. Now, had Does that, that happen half the time? Mo- almost always? Hell of a coincidence yeah. that this one, oh my God, we forgot. How do we forget? That yeah. never happens. This one guy turns out to be a homicidal lunatic? Yep. Right. Had that on. Had that happen as it was supposed to, the sack, stupid angry coward, would never have been allowed to buy a weapon. Well done, Marshal. Air Force again, calling it an administrative error. Meanwhile, Texas authorities say they... Speaking of pretending you care about stuff, back to that showing that, you know, making it clear to the victims that you give a crap, whether you're at the help right. desk at Target or a doctor or a cop. How about the military making some sort of statement other than it's an administrative error? Act like you give a crap that this happened. You can't confess to any culpability, Jack, or that will enter into the liability considerations in lawyered-up America. God help us. Texas authorities say they don't want to glorify the man who fired on the church congregation in Texas, so they intend to not mention his name. FBI Special Agent in Charge Christopher Combs saying... We don't talk about the shooter in the hope that it doesn't encourage other people to do horrific acts. They are not mentioning his name, not mentioning mass murderers' names, a long-standing policy on the Armstrong and Getty show. I, I am, uh, I'm glad that people are coming around. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's damn sad that it took as many years as it has to figure out. We don't mention the names. We don't put their pictures up there. We don't put extra cool pictures up there with scary music. Right. And everybody stopped doing that, thank God. It's it's amazing it took this long. I don't know if it's because they're anti-gun, but your more lefty uh, news outlets are just wallowing in this stuff. Every detail of it. Profiling all the victims, et cetera, et cetera. And and listen, I understand that some of that comes from a good place. You don't want to make it all about the shooter. You want to, you know... Bring out the humanity of it, because it, it is horrifying. It's terrible. But I think we know it's terrible. And I just, I feel it in my bones that the more we wallow in this and the bigger deal we make of it, the more of them we're going to get. I could be wrong, but I'm not comfortable with with just, it's, it's like 80% of the programming on the NPR right now is the shooting. I just don't think it's healthy. On another matter, Kentucky uh, Kentucky Senator Rand Paul was the victim of that blitz attack last Friday while he was out mowing his lawn. Paul is now recovering from five broken ribs and lung contusions. The aggressor, his neighbor, Renee Boucher, who was out on bond now after being charged with assault. 
Now, while some have suggested the incident was politically motivated, it does not appear that is the case at all. Now, I recognized it immediately, Marshall, as a clear upscale, well, a ULD, an upscale lawn yes. dispute. Yeah. God, that's so crazy. Now, Boucher's lawyer, Matthew uh, Baker, insisting. You know, I've seen a couple of media spots that that would tend to suggest that it, it was politically motivated. That is absolutely and unequivocally untrue. Baker adding. A very, very hugely regrettable incident. One that most people, a lawyer said, would regard as trivial. Okay, so what was the well, issue? Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Before we get to that, yes. there's, there's, there's definitely a reason he would say that even if it weren't the case. And his lawyer would argue yeah. that because it's a serious felony. To attack a U.S. senator for political reasons. He'd Correct. be going to prison for a very long time. Which is interesting. Maybe we'll have a side philosophical discussion on that. As people who are anti-hate crime laws, because right. the crime is a crime. Yeah. It's a but, crime. But if you attack your neighbor, who is a U.S. senator, right. because he uh, he has crabgrass that's getting into your yard, <laughs> apparently you can almost kill him, and it's fourth degree, which is very minor right. or very major. Uh, now, misdemeanor I would, assault. I would slap a neighbor's face with an open hand for crabgrass. But, Jack, we're talking <laughs> about uh, this libertarian hero, Rand Paul, growing pumpkins on his property. He composts on his property. He shows almost no interest for neighborhood regulations. And apparently there are stray yard clippings, yes. newly planted saplings yes. that weren't approved, and unraked leaves. Indeed. Well, I don't. I'm I'm amazed a libertarian would live in a neighborhood like that. I can. Um, I can't personally imagine living anywhere. Where I have to get it approved to plant a tree, or what color I'm going to have my house, or whatever. I just can't even imagine it. Yeah, I've lived like that for 15 <laughs> years. It's fine. It has its advantages, but I certainly respect that. So another neighbor says, if you can afford to live out here, you tend to your own business. We don't have squabbles like this. The, the, the long and short of it is, this Rene Boucher is a lunatic. He's a bitter old former anesthesiologist who's obviously just so up his own buddy, so picky. He's, he doesn't work full-time anymore. I just think he he probably sits at home and watches the neighbors. Everybody's right. lived in a neighborhood right. with one of those guys, the neighborhood Nazi. You remember, Mar- Marshall, when you, like, washed your car once right, during right, the right. drought? You were questioned like you'd had a 100-pound kilo or 100-kilo package of cocaine sitting we on your lawn. a trio of people who walk around there were the water police and they were handing out warning tickets to people. <laughs> so they hadn't spoken Nazi. in they hadn't spoken in years <laughs> yes. because they don't agree on stuff. So saplings, pumpkins, etc. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. God dang, but seriously the the psyche of Rand Paul being shot at a couple of months ago and then attacked in his own yard, how is he ever going to feel comfortable or normal ever again? Donald what? Trump made fun of his appearance. I think he survived that one. Oh. <laughs> Landscaping dispute, Joe, you got it right. Yes! Yes! That's a look at your news. I'm Marsh Phillips in the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Yeah, I'm $20 uh, poorer for thinking there's no way two grown men could get uh, in an argument over that sort of thing. But they did. Too long out in the hinterlands, Jack. Come back to the suburbs where we have our priorities straight. Where we fight over the shade of tan that our uh, mailbox is painted. There will... Be bacon today, my friends. Oh, I just have to add, you mentioned the shade of tan. Uh-huh. My neighbor got ticketed for having the wrong shade of tan right. on his newly painted house. That is an unapproved wow. shade of tan. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. You should tackle him. <laughs> Break his ribs! Break his ribs! Wait till he goes out for the morning paper and tackle him. That's why you handle those things. Then he'll like. make this sound. It's only fourth degree minor assault anyway. 
Whatever that is. <laughs> Whatever that is. Get some laws, Tennessee. Take a look at yourself. Harvey Weinstein is worse than we thought. Can't imagine that being the case, but it is. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, I guess I'll go home and mow the lawn. Morning, a woman was fired from her job because she was photographed flipping off President Trump. Yeah. Yeah. True story. That's a true story. Yeah. When asked for comment, Melania Trump said, I didn't like being first lady anyway. So. <laughs> All right. Of course, the crowd cheers Trump being flipped off because that's what everybody in America feels, uh, which is obviously not true. I'm being sarcastic, which is why Trump won a year ago tomorrow is that. Half of the of America or more is tired of being treated like they don't exist by the media. That may be the best summary I've heard. I congratulate you. It pisses me off. Even <laughs> even when I agree with it, don't act like everybody feels that way. Saturday Night Live, Conan O'Brien's audience, everybody, everybody doesn't feel that way. Dinner tables in progressive areas of America, right? It's maddening, right? And that's why I wasn't thrilled about Trump's policies or anything when he got elected a year ago last night, uh, a year ago tomorrow. It was just the ha, you're wrong. The crowd cheering, everybody acting like the rest of the country is stupid on every show I ever watch. Right? You're wrong. Ha. That's why I liked it. It was a finger. Absolutely. The middle finger. A thumb in the eye. It's a finger, a thumb. I can't wait. There's going to be a lot of that tomorrow. There's going to be a lot of the a year ago today, tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. It's it's mostly going to be the... Because I read a long article over the weekend, uh, uh, and it quoted all these different people, mostly women, who they, they stayed up all night long, called their friends, what are we going to do, should we move crying part of the resistance you know all that sort of thing did you see right. dan rather this morning on tv he no. was on, on tv and he's got a book out and how we all need to come together and we've been through tough times before and we can weather this storm and they're talking about trump being president no take it easy i know take it easy relax i find myself sadder than a country frog who comes back to a dry pond I feel like hell. Thank you, Dan. Oh, by the way, still have Google's mass shooting misinformation problem, which I find fascinating. Oh, yeah. Didn't get to it yesterday. We'll do that today. I'd Uh, like to get to that, too. I want to hear about that. You know, I was going to jump into the Army's new fitness standards, believe it or not, which are... What do I qualify? Really? Do you need to be able to touch your toes? (laughs) At least your knees. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think we would. We'll get to that. I don't know, maybe seven seventeen or something like that. Although the Harvey Weinstein stuff's going to take a while to go through. You cannot. I'm serious now. You cannot believe the things that Harvey Weinstein and the people he hired were doing to his victims to prevent justice from being done. Horrific. The stuff of Banana Republic, where people disappear in the night. It was everything but that. So stay with us. No time for the Army's fitness standards. It's new. They've gone from a fitness test 
that they've admitted was about 40% predictive of whether a soldier can complete necessary combat tasks. You pass the test, it's about 40% accurate that you'll be okay in combat, which is, you know, people get hurt and die in combat, 40%. The new test, the new fitness stuff, 80%, or so they claim. How would they Different know that? exercises. Interesting. They've been working on it for a huh. long time. And it and it and can you do those exercises? I'm sure I can't. I'm sure you can't too. I met the other people. <laughs> okay. I, I guarantee I can't. I can do a couple of them. Maybe. Well, no. I would have to train for a long time. I am not a 20-year-old male. My brother's only 2 years younger than me. Mm. But he's been in the military his whole life. So he's so much more fit than me. He yeah. can still do 40 push-ups or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, my little brother is, yeah, different different than me. Uh, so we'll get to that in, in a little bit, and I'm sorry to put it off. It's just there's enough to it. We'd have to rush through it. Just real quickly, quickly. speaking of sexual predators, here's this Visalia teacher. Is it Visalia, Illinois, or um, there are a lot of Visalias. Where's that name come from? Is that you, the onion or is that the Vidalia? You nail that down. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh, Tulare County. There you go. Um, 14, 15-year-old boy came forward saying she was sexing him up. You want to see her picture? You don't need to see her picture. She looks exactly like every single woman, every single teacher who gets busted for sexing up boys. Geneticists need to study that. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, it's like they keep reprinting the same picture. The same pretty gal just about to lose her youthful good looks, the bleach blonde hair, the rest of it, exactly the same. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.